I say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here at the Momentum Studios in the city of Portland, Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> Oregon. Oregon. Yes, sir. Spencer's here. What's I'm in going the building. On? I'm good, man. It's all nice and like, you know, overcast outside right it's now. Still hot. It's that's, still overcast and humid. It's hot, but it's good though for me. Absolutely. That's, like, that's the vibe I'm on all the time. For sure, for sure. Well, some quick wind shares before I uh Pivot into our interview of the day. We had a very special guest join us, Senator Ron Wyden, United States Senator, chair of the Senate Finance Committee, and one of the lead senators on a Senate resolution in regards to Brittany Griner's wrongful detainment in Russia. So we get into that amongst other things. He'll be coming up here shortly. But tonight, as well as tomorrow night, I will be at Export. Once again, the residency continues and uh, I think we decided to call the name Vibes and Views. Obviously, you're up on the 16th floor. You got a rooftop, rooftop patio that you can see the skyline of downtown Portland. It's a beautiful place to be. I'm curating the vibes behind the ones and twos. So that's what we call in the residency, Vibes and Views. But again, I'm fortunate to be there now both nights, Friday and Saturday, this weekend and next. So for the rest of the month, I'll be there Friday and Saturday nights. It started off as just Fridays. Now we got the whole weekend covered. So we're getting after it up on the top floor, man. That's about to be tight. I popped out, man. You You did. You finally came. Oh, yeah. We kicked it. We kicked it. You finally came. And and I'm going to be out there again this weekend. I just won't. I'll never disclose the time. You know? it's like a good party. <laughs> You'll get a text 15 minutes before. I'm like, I'll be there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's a good time, man. Like I said, being able to, you know, start off with just Fridays as the agreement, and the Fridays have been so successful that uh, they hey said, hey, you want to come by on Saturdays as well? Sure, why not? I like what I do. I like getting you know, paid man, too. People are dancing. People are dancing. People, I don't know what's. I people mean, are dancing. They've never had that up there on it's that the, rooftop. It's the either. heat, bro. It's it's moving the people molecules. People are dancing. Faster, well, I so. mean, you know, I'm attempting to make them dance too, curating the vibe. So yeah. you know, the, it's some, make it's it some key ingredients. <laughs> hey, hey <laughs> that <kidding>. part. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, man, works. it's uh, it's definitely been a good time up there. Like yeah. we've been having a lot of fun. The residency has been successful, and I'm glad to be back again. So, again, if you're listening, pull up one of these nights. It's a good place to date. It's a good place to dance. It's Mm. a good place to chill if you want to. It's still a lounge at the end of the day. You've got indoor seating. You've got outdoor seating, as I mentioned, with a beautiful patio and a beautiful view of a skyline of downtown Portland. Like, it's 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 all you can ask for. On one side, you got the skyline of downtown Portland. On the other side, you can see across the Willamette River. It's just a beautiful spot to be. To me, I think it's the best venue in the city. And that's not, that doesn't have anything to do with, like, me, myself, DJing there and making it that way. I'm just speaking to pure aesthetic, and I'm speaking to pure just location. It's a prime location. It's downtown Portland. It's a rooftop. The rooftop aesthetic always is a plus, regardless of what rooftop bar you are. Um, but again, the lighting, the 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 decks and they only have one side of it open. I can't wait until they get both sides open, but it's a pretty big spacious place too, especially once you get both sides open. So it will it, be it, it is a great venue, dog. Yeah, it will be when that is established, when that's back in action because you yeah. got to have the full scope of it. I that's agree. why it's just I agree. it's very magnificent when yeah. you get up there. So, I, I, I agree. But right, you know, but it's still a vibe up there, man. Still a vibe. Still a vibe. Bring a friend, have some fun, again, dance, cool. chill. You know, there's, there's fire pits out on the patio. You can stay warm. You obviously don't need to stay warm right now in the part of the year that we're in, but you can do that as well. The patio's covered too. So even when it does get to the rainier months of the year, you'll still be covered and you'll still be able to be heated up with the fire pits out there. It's just, it's an all out vibe, man. And I'm glad to be able to help curate and elevate. That's what's up. Absolutely. But now we're going to transition to our interview with our special guest here today. First time guest on this podcast, friend of the show on the Street Roots podcast. But now it's time to make him a friend of the show here today. Senator Ron White joins us here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. On the line right now, we have a first time guest on the Wake Up and Win podcast. I'm used to having this guest on the Street Roots podcast, but today... 
He's coming over to this side to talk a little sports with me. A very special guest, United States Senior Senator of Oregon, Senator Ron White. And thanks for joining, man. Hey, Devon. Thank you. That's some serious inflation in terms of building me up that way. I just know it's fun to be with you. Absolutely. I'm glad to have you here again. You know, I talk to you all the time on the Street Roots podcast. I'm always grateful for your willingness to join that podcast, but even more grateful to have you here on this podcast. Now we got a lot to get to in regards to women's basketball in particular. But um, for starters, you already see I'm repping. I got my Destiny I'm, Henderson I'm, t-shirt I'm on. I'm telling you, Ms. <laughs> Henderson's lucky to have you in her corner. I mean, you're you're putting it out there on the show. Absolutely. I got to do it. Got to do it. I'm a big fan of Destiny Henderson. So for those that don't know, Destiny Henderson plays for the Indiana Fever, but uh, fresh off of winning the national championship under Coach Don Staley over at University of South Carolina. But Senator Wyden, let's just get straight to it because you led a Senate resolution in regards to the wrongful detainment of Brittany Griner over, over in Russia. And first, I want to just ask, why was it significant to you to take the lead in this bipartisan resol resolution in regards to Brittany Griner and her being wrongfully detained in Russia? Well, obviously, I'm very interested in sports. I'm very interested in women's sports. But I think this is just a basic human rights violation. I mean, Ms. Griner is not a politician. You know, Mr. Putin is obviously mad at, you know, us over the Russia-Ukraine war. I mean, it was something he started, but let's set aside the politics of it. Um, Ms. Griner, to her credit, has apologized and uh, I think been very straightforward. And I just wanted to uh, help out her and the family. She's got uh, uh, folks that she's close to in, in Oregon and, and connections, you know, here. And they reached out and said, Ron, would you lead it? You're a basketball player. You care about human rights. You care about, you know, Ms. Griner. I said, I would be thrilled to lean it. We lead it. We reached out to uh, Senator John Cornyn of Texas. She, of course, played at Baylor. Yep. Got the Arizona uh, senators. They were thrilled to help uh, help out. And, of course, she's on the team, you know, in Arizona. So, uh, you know, the, the Senate is on record. Senators of widely differing philosophies saying this is a human rights uh, uh, situation. She's being used, in effect, as, as a political, you know, weapon. It's not right. And she ought to be returned home to her loved ones. Absolutely. Speak more to the bipartisan element. Obviously, you know, you being in Senate, you're well aware of maybe, you know, your Republican colleagues that may disagree with some of the things that you may be attempting to push through, especially in your position as a senior senator here in Oregon, um, the, the chair of the Senate Finance Committee. But talk about the significance of that bipartisan support, because I don't think we always get that on just about most things. So to be able to have that here, just speak more to that. Well, it, it certainly shows the respect that uh, Ms. Greiner uh, engenders uh, uh, in the Senate. I, I'll tell you, Devon, sometimes the United States Senate, you can't get people to agree to order a seven up for Pete's sakes. And <laughs> yeah. you know, here they are, Senator Cornyn, Senator Cruz uh, didn't bat an eye. They said, we're on. The Arizona senators, they said, we're on. And, uh, you know, the whole point, you know, really is, you know, Ms. Greiner, apologizing was certainly very straightforward in, you know, acknowledging that said it was a mistake. This is just so disproportionate. The suffering that she's going through is just not right. And we just want her back with her loved ones. And we want her to be in a position to be healthy and be in a position to enjoy in her career and her life wherever it leads. Absolutely. I'm curious, you know, when you hear the sentencing, she got upwards of nine years sentenced. The maximum sentence that she could have gotten was 10 years. Obviously, you combine the sentence that she got with time served. She essentially got the book thrown at her. What was your initial reaction when you heard that Brittany Griner got basically the maximum sentence in this ordeal? Well, it was just like a, a punch in terms of so out of proportion with what she had done and the fact that she had apologized, she wasn't waffling through it. She said, mistake on me, period. Yeah, for and sure. I, I think 
I think this was sent as a political message. Now, some people are going back and forth. Well, if you plead guilty, you get the sentence, and that means that it accelerates the negotiations and all the rest. I'm just telling you, it's time for her to no longer be used as a kind of political pawn in this fight shall be returned. Absolutely. You speak to this being sort of a political message from Russia, which I tend to agree with. On our end, here being in the United States, you obviously being in the United States Senate, what is it that we can do now that we're in this situation? We know that she's gotten a sentence. I know that there's been prisoner trade offers that have been made from the Biden administration, but kind of, is there any kind of a next step now that we know what position that we're in being that she's been sentenced? Devon, what, what, what I've been trying to do at every step of the way is comply with the family's you know, desires. Um, mm. Certainly the exposure that the uh, NBA, uh, WNBA players have done. I mean, we have people in the NBA showing how uh, supportive they, they are. And I, I think anyone who can speak up for her and I see a lot of people wearing her jersey and yeah. uh, and the like I think it it it's all being in solidarity with the cause to to show again I mean be one thing if you know Ms. Griner said oh this wasn't fair and you know that they planted evidence or something she said my mistake on me the she end. was accountable she was accountable she, she sure was it was a really Stand up, kind of, uh, kind of statement, and uh, you know, I'm just of the view that all of us ought to be using our voice to stand up for Ms. Ms. Griner. And when you add up the voices, it becomes a roar for yeah, justice. That's absolutely. what we're trying to do, Devon. For sure. I know you're also a champion for the cannabis industry here in the United States of America. So when you consider the fact that Brittany Griner was detained and obviously has been sentenced to about 10 years in Russia for less than a gram of cannabis oil. What does that mean to you in regards to the American citizens in particular and feeling like there does need to be more of a push in regards to the legalization of cannabis nationwide? Because there's obviously been people here in the United States that have been what I would consider wrongfully detained as well for similar, you know, kind of petty crimes, if you will, because it certainly seemed petty to crime that she so-called committed out there comparison to the punishment. Well, I, I think we're on our way to getting reform in the United States. Um, Senator Schumer, Senator Booker and myself have all introduced the bill. The bill will go to the Senate Finance Committee that uh, I chair. Uh, I'm very supportive of Mr. Booker leading the effort in terms of equity and uh, injustice. I mean, so much in the of this past has just been, you know, unfair to communities of color, and, uh, yeah. and there's been such unnecessary, undue um, suffering. And uh, the fact is, this is long overdue. Time to end reefer madness. And Senator Booker and I and Senator Schumer are all united in terms of expungement of records and ensuring that people who were wrongfully you know, detained and, and convicted, get a chance to move on with their, their lives. I mean, if you're a young young person uh, and uh, and you face face this and face it in a discriminatory way, you ought to be in a position to get your records expunged and in a position to get back on with your life. A absolutely, absolutely. Sticking with the WNBA here, the playoffs just began yesterday. And uh, again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm repping destiny henderson right now with my shirt we're obviously talking about Brittany griner who who is a, a superstar of a women's basketball player a wnba superstar obviously when she's here and allowed to play but you know senator wyden i feel like the city of portland and at large the state of oregon has really held women's sports in high regard and every time the wnba playoffs come around there's always conversations about wnba expansion for you what would it be like to have a WNBA team here in the city of Portland 
especially knowing your fandom already of the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> we talk about it quite often on the Street Roots podcast about you and your Blazer fandom. But how can we advocate to try to get a WNBA team if the WNBA indeed takes the expansion route? Well, let, let me let me make it a little more immediate, even Devon. It's a, a very fine point that you made. I was over at the sports bra yesterday. Ooh. Over on Broadway in Northeast. For for not some for, of the listeners that may not be aware of the sports bra, can you can you you know yeah, talk about it a little bit? Jen, Jenny, the owner, runs um, professional sports almost twenty four seven, and it's all women's sports. Yes, indeed, all women's sports. And I'm sitting there, and folks are saying hello and saying, "Ron, glad you passed the bill. You wrote the medicine and the climate and those." reforms and we had a nice conversation and then they all started talking about the WNBA. And I said, folks, can you imagine what it would be like? Our sitting here on a sunny afternoon in summer in Portland, what it would be like here on Broadway at Jenny's Bra if everybody was getting ready for a WNBA playoff game in Portland oh, at man. Moda in a few hours. We yeah. call it you know, it would have been a decent walk, but good little exercise. And I talked about, think of how excited our city would have been. Think about the fact that it would have brought in a lot of money, yeah. you know, to uh, Portland. That's a plus um, as well. Think about the fact that if you have a WNBA team, you get 18 dates at Moda. That helps the trailblazers. You know, I've been on the phone with Adam Silver several times recently, making the case for why we got to keep the... Trailblazers in Portland, why we got to have a WNBA um, team. And uh, I just think yesterday afternoon brought it, you know, brought it all home. I can only imagine how excited. I mean, Devon, you know, Northeast and I have been knowing Northeast and those streets for yeah. a lot of years, having town hall meetings. You probably couldn't even heard yourself talk. There had been so much noise and so much yeah. people in the streets with uh, with Blazer you know, colors and stuff. So um, we're just going to pull out all the stops. And I'm I'm making the case to Mr. Silver, the commissioner, yeah, um, that it is so important to have the team in Portland. We all were thrilled with the news that Mr. Knight, um, the founder of Nike, um, already made a very impressive offer and they have yes, negotiations indeed. and all this, this kind of thing. I've talked to Mr. Knight many times over the years about keeping the team in Portland. I never get into any kind of private conversations and the like, but, you know, he founded, you know, Nike. He's been involved in every philanthropy imaginable here in uh, in Oregon. It sent a really positive message. I just want Jody Allen to move this along more, more quickly. It's her decision, but I'll tell you, Devon, I am on guard every single day against the kind of situation that happened up in Seattle, you know, yeah. where basically practically overnight, the team was gone, you know, yeah. gone from there to Oklahoma. We're not going to let that happen on our watch. And uh, I just uh, will continue to press the case. And a lot of people, I thought your point Devon early when you started the show about how this time of year, everybody talks about their interest. WBA teams. I, I've had a number of people express their interest to me and women and others who uh, are very influential in the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to finish off with this one, Senator Wyden. I'm the TV analyst for Portland State's men's basketball team. I heard. And uh, hey, yeah. Devon, Devon, I got a question, though, young man. Talk to me. When, when do you ever sleep? Because <laughs> you're doing all these shows and they're all good and we all enjoy them. And I, I wake up and I say, I hear Devon over here. Yeah. Devon over there. And now you're doing broadcast play by play at college. You are you are the indestructible man. Hey, man, I sleep when the man above calls me home. How about there that? There you are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is that is biblical, my friend. I yes, can't indeed. I can't, I can't compete with that. Hey, 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 what can I say? What can I say? But but again, me being the TV analyst there, just this morning, the schedule was released for Portland State's men's basketball team. And um, it just so happened that mid-December, just about a week or so before Christmas time, your alma mater, UC Santa Barbara, <laughs> will be coming to the Viking Pavilion to face off against Portland State. There's kind of a couple questions here. One, where's your rooting interest? Obviously, being that Portland State 
is uh, here in the state of Oregon where you hold the senator seat. But uh, also, maybe we could put some kind of a friendly wager on it. Maybe dinner or something. Uh-oh. If you if you decide Uh-oh. if you decide that you want to go with UC Santa Barbara, call, but call if up. not, then we'll just ride together. We'll just cheer for Portland State. <laughs> call up, call up the Senate Ethics Committee and see if I can see if I can put a burger or something from yeah. James on the line. So, um, Devon, let me just kind of walk through this with a slight correction. See. I went to Cal Cal Santa Barbara on a basketball scholarship. Okay. Dreaming of playing in the NBA. Right. A ridiculous idea. <laughs> At 6'4, I was too small and I made up for it by being slow. Got you. So, <laughs> wasn't gonna make that. Go, okay. And so I played freshman ball and varsity ball. Right. And then I transferred to Stanford, Got where it. apparently they thought I was gonna play. But nobody really asked. And, you know, they put out a sweatshirt and everything. And that was about the end of it. But there's one other interesting bit of basketball connection is I did, before I chose Santa Barbara, get offered a scholarship, a full scholarship from Gonzaga. Okay. Which, as you know, plays serious ball. Yeah. And I put that up on my wall in Washington, D.C., and people have walked by and hope you come visit in the office sometime. Maybe seeing some games back east. For sure. Um, and uh, they said, Ron, would you put that up on the wall? You don't have a lot of basketball stuff here. I said, I put that Gonzaga scholarship up there because I wanted to show long after I'm gone that a Jewish kid could play with the Jesuits. <laughs> so there you are. That, that sorts it out. Now, yeah. my rule with respect to Oregon sports is I root for the Oregon team against everybody. Okay. okay? That's my hard rule. Now, if there isn't an Oregon team in it, okay. then I'll definitely be supportive of the two colleges I attended, UCSB on the basketball scholarship, then getting my bachelor's, um, maybe at, uh, at Stanford, but got to root for the Oregon teams. You know, this is, you know, you talk about something that's kind of in our genes and is is sacred. We root we root for the Oregon teams, and uh, um, we'll have to see what the schedule is. You know, the Senate got, does do the lame duck at the end of the year, and so sometimes that's been that's been kind of uh, kind of hectic. But it would yeah. be great to it would be great to be there, watch you in action, and you know, Hank Hank Stern, our wonderful comms guy, uh, already tells me he's gonna he's gonna be there, and. Uh, he wants to see if he can wangle a sideline interview with you. Hey, hey, I'm with it. Come on, Hank. And, and, and if you are in town, again, it is the holiday oh, season. Love to so, do it. So potentially you'll be in town. If you are in town, I'd love to bring you down to half court right at the scores, or scores table where we do the broadcast. And we can do a quick segment with you on ESPN+. Plus. How about that? I, I think I think I think it sounds good. It sounds like everything except you get the pixie dust and throw it in the air. <laughs> and and interestingly enough, you mentioned Gonzaga. Gonzaga's also on Portland State schedule this year as well. Gonzaga will play against Portland State on Thanksgiving night at the Field Night Invitational here at the Motor Center. A lot of the Nike schools from across the country, men's and women's, will be coming down Thanksgiving weekend to play in Field Night's tournament celebrating his 85th birthday. And uh, it's already on the schedule that Portland State will be playing against the Zags at the Motor on Thanksgiving night. That that sounds like a great game, Devon. And my son probably would really like catching uh catching uh, Gonzaga as well. That, that would yeah. really, that'd be, that'd be good. And it is, it is a special birthday for Mr. Knight. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we'll follow up when the time is there for both of those games. Uh, Senator, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for joining me here on the wake up and win podcast. You're already a friend of the show on the street roots podcast. Well, guess what, my friend, you are now a friend of the show on the wake up and win podcast as well. Thanks so much for taking the time to join. Well, thank thank you, Devon. And I just want folks to know that whether it's this show or Street Roots and the like, you always learn a lot about sports and you learn a lot about what it takes for a community to thrive, which is to treat everyone with respect. Absolutely. And that's what Devon has always done and what I always appreciate whenever I get off one of your broadcasts. I said, you know, Devon every single day makes our community a better place and we're very appreciative. Much appreciation for that, Senator Wyden. We'll be in touch. To be continued, friend. Thank you. 
Again, huge shout out to Senator White and joining us here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. Big sports fan, big Blazers fan. Today we got to get into a bit of women's basketball, the WNBA, obviously Brittany Griner. But again, mentioning that he's a Blazers fan, Spencer. Sure. I want to talk to you about something. All right, what's and up? Obviously, we love the sport of basketball, but we also consider broadcasting a sport as well, being Absolutely. that that's very much so what we do. And uh, plus, you know, they will go hand in hand. So let's talk about just that. A report came out, Rip City Radio, Dwight James and Chad doing. They've got a show over there on Rip City Radio 620. And they found out. Shout that out the, 620. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My guy Justin is over there. <laughs> Justin out, Myers is doing the morning show at 620. Dog. But but in this case, at least this is the first place that I've seen this information on the internet. Right. Um, Dwight James and Chad doing, uh, they did like a segment that they posted a clip. They found out that the Blazers will reportedly not be sending their TV and radio crews with the team on the road. And I'm just going to plainly ask the question that they asked right on this very tweet slash clip that they posted. What do you think, Rip City? Spencer, you're Rip City right now. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> look, I, 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 all of my opinions are exclusively my own. I don't claim to represent all of Rip City. In fact, you know how I, you know, you know, my, you know my get down. You know my get down. But I'll say yeah. this, bro. I'll say this. Right. About it. First off, you're a Blazer fan. You're a Blazer I think fan. It's, a legitimate one. Born I think and raised. It's, it's just, you know, laziness and just yeah. apathy, it seems. And I want to know what the money is going to look like. Is it funking up the money in any way? Because. I mean, these guys are all under contracts, presumably, right. to do road games. That's incorporated into their pay. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, I don't know the structure I, yeah, of their I, I don't either. I'm not <laughs> Quite frankly, you know yeah, I, I don't either. But, but it's it should like, be. But it's like, all right, so the first thing I think about is, like, the people that are there, all the way down to, like, the people in the trucks and shit. It's like, they, what's going on with them? They're just going to lose out on I, I don't know. Right. I would hope that that's not the case. Right. And just work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I, they have a really nice – you know, broadcast team over there locally I, I, at Portland. One of the in better terms of like broadcast quality like, of overall broadcast. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I agree. So you feel me? Yeah. And and I just think that like you're you're zapping a lot of experience of the product from the fan. Mm. And it's like, I mean, just on an objective level, it's like, all right, so now you guys watch the same thing that I watch. So what's your value of even talking about it? I put that yeah. shit on mute and I'll call you up. Right. You know, at this right. point. Right. And it's like, well, I don't think that that's cool because I, it totally undervalues, I, to me, the organization. I don't know. Maybe they're – I have no idea. I have no idea. But but you know what I you know what I don't like about this? And this is my this is what I don't like about it. Does that set a precedent around mm, other places? Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, like a college yeah. program or two or something well, where like – or just, it just the culture of – Basketball in this market or or abroad. Well, I can does tell it change, you. Well, I can you know tell you. I can tell you right now. It already happens in college. I'm a college broadcaster. Right. I would know. Um, at, at the Division One level and the Division Three levels. Now, I'm one of the rare people, though. I'm one of the rare people where the model of only calling and broadcasting home games works in my favor because it allows me to work for two separate schools without having many scheduling conflicts throughout the season. So I'm getting paid essentially more by being able to call games for two schools rather than one school and just being able to do home and away games. So for me, I'm one of the rare folks where it actually works in my favor. Do I like the precedent that that sets for the industry at large? Absolutely not. I mean, I think they said that they're the only team that's going to do that. Right? right, right. But again, this is something that I've already seen done at the collegiate level. Right. So I don't want it to be the other way around where the collegiate level has set a precedent for the, MB- or the for NBA or professional. At, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want that to be the case because I've seen how it's impacted and affected people I work with, people around me. Again, I'm I'm a rare one in the sense that I've been able to kind of finesse my way into being able to do two schools at one time. But most people only have that one position that they're working. And again, like you said, you get half of a season cut off because you're not going on the road. You're not getting paid to do road games. It's not whatever you negotiate to get paid, but I'm talking about mileage. Like it's a lot that goes into that. Right. Um, it's it's a precedent again Excuse that me. I don't like to see. I think it's kind of culturally incompetent 
from these sports organizations, whether you talk about the association being the NBA in this case, which the Blazers is a part of at the collegiate level. I think it sets a bad precedent because when you talk about like brand and brand recognition, your broadcast crew means a lot. And I've gotten to see that at both of the levels that I work at. Like people are more engaged with the brand when you have a good broadcast crew. Like there's no way that you can't tell me that Brooke Ozendam hasn't added value to the Portland Trailblazer organization yeah. with the job that she does on the TV broadcast. Same Definitely. goes for Lamar Hurd. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Those like, two. like they've added, in regards to mm-hmm. brand awareness, especially for right. the organization, the Blazers are a huge brand well, and they help elevate yeah, that. It's because so the, that's it, where that kind of cultural I'll, incompetence comes into play for me is that devaluing your broadcast team However that may look, to me it's like you're just cutting corners here and you don't necessarily care about the overall growth of this organization. Uh, in, in the right. case, this is the Portland Trailblazers. We already know that people are very critical of ownership and Jody yeah. Allen. So it wouldn't be a surprise to most to feel that Jody Allen, who doesn't care about the Blazers, is the one that's being culturally incompetent here. Like, I don't think that's a wild thing to say necessarily. So, again, it works in my favor and what I do, being able to call games for two teams. But that precedent has already been set at the collegiate level. Most college broadcasters aren't going on the road. I don't want to see that to be the case at the professional level, though. I already don't like it at the collegiate level, so I'll never support it at the at the professional level as well. Man, I mean, for me, it's like you're, we were talking about a lot of money here, you know. Yeah. Jody Allen is just a specific, hyper-specific case of somebody who the, that type of money even doesn't really matter to her like that. Yeah. So, of course, she's going to ha- have apathy about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, if you got an, if you were an inherited, like, a cricket team, and you were all, also worth, like, $50 billion, you'd be like, I don't give, I don't care about this cricket team. Right. Necessarily. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's sure. like, I'm not trying to, like blame anybody i understand that's not me taking a hard stance I definitely sell the team i mean if you yeah, want to talk yeah, yeah. about like the yeah. pulse of what blazer fans a yeah. larger feeling absolutely absolutely sell the team white because white made mention these, of that as well because when he look talked at about these the look offer. at these obvious like context clues of that you don't you're not focused on exactly what you said the growth of the organization yeah you know what i mean yeah and so that's and at the end of the day, what are you gonna do? You're gonna Jody's. You're gonna cash out an extra billion for you to just be in Seattle and do whatever. You yeah. don't want to be at the games. Like I just, yeah. you know, what I mean, and, and I don't understand the mentality of it because all of that money floating around, if it could get into the right hands with the right people, then it could start to be like, well, we can send a more comprehensive crew to all road games, absolutely, and and add cachet and value and and you know invest in our talent and stuff like that. It should be happening on every level, collegiately especially, if you ask me. Yeah, because you're not going <laughs> to yeah. sit here because you're not going to yeah. sit here and tell me I don't care what division you are. You're not going to sit here with those four letters NCAA and you can't come up with a little bit of chicken mm-hmm. scratch to throw people to, throw, to, to go on the to, road to go to and do, travel. do the legwork right to build your brand for you and it's Lamar not like Heard and, and 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 brooke and olsen dam are, are great cases of it mainly because a, a little bit is their age because they know how to play the game well think about it this level. way think about it this way especially if you're the blazers shout out to travis demers who's currently the radio broadcaster but one of the greatest radio broadcasters that we've come to know in nba history was Brian Wheeler, who obviously was there prior to Travis Demers. And again, Travis, I think, does a really good job having to fill in the shoes yeah. of somebody like a Brian Wheeler. So you're now losing that dynamic on 41 of your 82 games out of the season right. that we've seen work at nearly the highest of levels right. with wheels, and that now I don't even know that Travis is going to be able to get the opportunity to continue to do that, to reach his full potential and to continue to do that. I, I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I'm and, saying? And I don't like and that. And that's crazy, too, because, I mean, it's all and, – and I understand the bottom line, but it's like that – even if you're not going to send, like, the crew on the floor – Send the radio guy. Send the radio guy. Get it's him not, in there. Listen, they travel he, with the team. He's got to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he, it's not like they're that big of an expense. And, uh, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Right. This is an industry where the demand is far greater than 
the pay. <laughs> Straight up. So you can negotiate a price that won't hurt your pockets at all and still get the position filled competently right. because the demand of the job that that of people that want to have that job because there's so few of them is over the top. So to me it just it like you said initially this is just lazy. This is lazy and especially greedy. being and at this and look and greedy, greedy 100%. Lazy and greedy. <laughs> that's that's I mean come on. Yeah. Yeah. Lazy and greedy. We might even title that the episode. That's lazy and that's greedy. Because it's like you don't need the money just off the off the team, so someone else who actually gives a shit will do it. Yeah, but you are just you won't do it because you don't want to do the go through the headache of pushing papers across a desk, probably. Yeah, making a couple of phone calls. I know that they have beef or whatever with you know the potential suitor being Phil Knight or right. All, that that doesn't matter to me. It's an right. NBA organization. Yeah, you, its value is unanimous across the entire country and abroad. Listen, being the first team to not do this in the league is not a good feat. No. This is the first team in the league. It sets up, (laughs) like, it sets up the Blazers. It puts the Blazers in this weird, crappy position of history to be where it's like, oh, well, this is what... This is what the new look of a decaying NBA team looks like. And see, it's Or like crazy. a different look of a decaying <laughs> NBA team. And it's like, you can't, you have a generational talent sitting at the bench ready to go. It, you need to be throwing, throwing everything you can. can yep. They don't have any national TV games this year, if you know. Like yeah, 11 on lot, NBA TV, one on TNT, right. a few in, on ESPN. Yeah. They're getting dogged out. No, they had a bad year last year. Well, I so, mean, I, that's what I'm saying. But like, really, which saying, means on the you should have side, your, that, so which you means you're going to have a lot more local broadcasts. So you, have you should to, have your, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> you, you know and you know, even more you're so, not, like you're not covering that up anywhere else. You know, yeah. When you can, even more so, it's like I think about like all the things that go into like being a champion and winning a championship, and me just being in the Bay Area for the Warriors parade and seeing the community's connection to the NBC sports crew to, you know, the radio crews out there in the Bay area and, and being able to watch the news and being able to see, you know, as the parade is going on, I'm in San Francisco, not at the actual parade and I'm watching the news and you have all of these viral moments of Steph Curry talking to the local crews. You have Draymond Green talking to the local crews, like all of that goes into championship culture in a real way. And maybe you have to be in a city to win a championship to see the value in that. But I got to see the value in that. <laughs> like a lot of these big time moments that are happening out the, at the parade, those interviews are happening with the local broadcasters. It's not happening with national broadcasters. It's just these national stations want to cover this big ordeal and they're getting all these clips that all these local broadcasters are producing, essentially. So it's just so much like little things that go into a local broadcast crew and the value of it that just kind of gets undercut, especially in this case right here. And Champ, being a champion isn't all about always about being the best. Like you have to cultivate a culture to support being a champion and having a championship mentality. It is a community thing. Like there's no doubt about it. It is a community thing. I talked a lot about that, you know, back on the episode when I returned from all of that, like how much of a community feel it was. And it's like, this takes away from that community value, that communal value to not only uplift and increase Shit. the team's on-court production, but just the overall value we, of the organization and allowing it to grow again. Hey, man, we could do a whole series. I could do a whole series about the community values in Portland right now. But, but this doesn't a, help it I, at all. I'm not, you know, I'm saying, like, exactly. <laughs> the, no, you're right. This hurts it. Yeah. This and hurts I mean, it. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing that's coming on the. It, it doesn't look like outside of having the team not be under the current ownership that there's something coming down the pipeline. Yeah, to yeah, galvanize yeah, yeah. that prospect in the future for yeah. Portland, and it's been, you know, a, a smattering of rumors over the years. You know, as of late about the the future of the team and stuff. And and I, I ain't trying to feel. I don't feel gloomy necessarily about. The 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 
potential of the Portland Trailblazers today, even though it does look rather gloomy outside here in Portland. What I see, <laughs> yeah, what I see is is because it, the fall and the winter time that's working time, and I know that. One thing is for sure, after 10 years of – I mean, the whole, my entire life, but especially the last 10 years of watching Portland Trailblazer basketball, Dame's going to come out there and try to wreak havoc. And I think he's yeah. got those dudes behind him. I do too. And I don't think it's going to be as sweet as a lot of people think it it, they, it will be. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I agree. I think Dame's going to come out and start lopping people's heads off. I agree. I, I think <laughs> like, the Blazers are going to be a good team this year. Yeah, I think like, I think they're gonna have a good year. I think it's very <laughs> possible that they sneak into eight, which I, is why you want to have your local broadcast crew to be at all of these Dame games. Because Dame is trouble in the playoffs. It's like bro. that's that's what I'm and and, and again, it's a he belief needs to thing. be there, bro. It's a top down belief thing. It's like okay, knowing as you mentioned, there's not a lot of nationally televised games that'll be happening this year. So you now also. Cut back on the broadcast crew. That means that your belief in your team's success in regards to winning games, especially after yeah. last season, coming on the heels of right. last season, is very, very low. Right. It's almost a slap in the face to the roster that was put together in the team that you have out there as well because you're basically assuming that we don't need the broadcast crew on the road, on the road games anyway because we're not going to win a lot of them because obviously we know the year that we're coming off of last year. So it's like that's another thing that that – subconsciously I feel like is being undermined here by whoever's making the decision here, whether it be Jody Allen or somebody else, whoever it is that's making that decision, you're undermining that the belief in your team that you in your product and, and the essentially and that they're going to have a successful season and you're going to send your local yeah. broadcast crew to go and capture the successful season that you expect to have. It undermines that. Yeah. And it, and it, and if it's that the fans feel the same way about that too. Yeah. And and I, that's why it's a little. But like I say, man, I'm trying to be hopeful because I do feel hopeful. And I just, I mean, come game time when Damian Lillard and them are out there, I think Anthony Simons is going to come correct. I do too. And I, just, I believe in that kid. I, I just, I just think that GP two's in I the think building. It's no problem. Uh, you know. The the culture of Jeremy Grant, I think the is culture gonna of be. Portland. He's going to be. He's. I'm sorry to cut you off. Just real quick. To me, Jeremy Grant is going to be for the Blazers what Andrew Wiggins became for the Warriors. Carry on. (laughs) That is a hot take, sir. Really? I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Andrew Wiggins, but I'm going to say the value in his role for the Blazers to be successful is going to be just as valuable as Andrew's Wiggins role for the Warriors to be successful. I believe that. That's not me saying he's better than Wiggins. But the value to this in comparison to the value to that, the Warriors are obviously the better team, better organization, so on and so forth. So they're worth more at large. But I think those two individuals' roles for their organizations that they play for are are pretty similar. Yeah, no, I feel – I accept the qualification on that one. But I'll tell you what, like, the at least in my mind and the way that – Briefly, when I was young, and I and as it's been told from people around me, it's like the culture of the area is like you're you're supposed to be happy that like it's low key and perceived as like kind of grimy or like tough, like you know I'm saying gritty. Portland's supposed to be gritty, and it's like it's all good that no one's really paying attention because we're over here doing killer shit, and it doesn't really matter at all. But that's not really the vibe that I feel so much so anymore. But it's like. At least it, it, for a time being, it wasn't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm on record somewhere in the annals of this podcast saying some wild stuff about Portland. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. but I tell you that it feels like, all right, maybe we're going to have to get back to that. And I just think that, I think that that's totally fine. I think that's the way that I, I've always known it to be. And I've always liked it. I like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, feeling like, well, no one's gonna. No one thinks that I can do this. You know what I mean? Like right, no one thinks. Right. This, I like that because it's right, like, well, right, now you're right. just making it easier for me to surprise you when I dominate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm yeah. gonna catch you even more off guard. But you don't want that to come internally. You don't want no, that. No, feel, no. You want that. You want the outside no, world. I, no, I know, to have man. that feeling about Yo. this market. You don't want 
that's, within the organization to feel that way about this team and that, that product that they plan to put out there. Yeah, this exactly. Season. And that's what that's what irks me about it is yeah. like now you're putting a representation of the culture of where I'm from to everyone else, at least as far as the NBA. As concerned. if they're right. As if, like, it just to be like, well, this is who we are, guys. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to let everyone know that we're going to be the only people doing some goofy stuff over here. <laughs> and this is who we are over here. And now yeah, it's like, it's whoa, weak. hey, man, nobody, you didn't ask any of us if, yeah, if we wanted weak. that. Right, right. I don't know, bro. That's weak. That's weak sauce. That's weak sauce. Let's bring Taking L's back. Today it'll be a joint one, but going forward, <laughs> we'll have the uh-huh. Taking L segment. Uh-huh. We'll have to both come here prepared with the Taking L's. We have to look out for losers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, or lessons. You know, lessons ain't losses, however you want to put right, it. All right, all right. Losers, lessons. Pounce you, 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 you right, pounce. perceive the L for whatever you all want right, it to all be. Right. Pounce, pounce for Domus. Let's go, bro. Who's taking L's? It's Skip man? Bayless. It's Skip Bayless. Skip. It's Skip Bayless. It's Skip Bayless. <laughs> And for not for nothing, you know, Jalen Rose has talked about it. A bunch of people are online talking about it. But basically, Skip Bayless criticized Bronny after Bronny had this <laughs> super viral dunk on the Internet, saying that his dad would have dunked it with the opposite hand than Bronny indeed dunked him with, even though there were so many clips of Bronny and LeBron basically doing the same exact dunk like side by side clips of both of them doing he's that. Just dunk. Talking, he has but no we all, idea what he's talking about. Yeah, in terms but we of well, well, no, he knows exactly what he's talking about. He he also just has an agenda that matters more right. to him than what right. he's talking about. Right. But he so also he understands his agenda. He doesn't know basketball as well as he says, and that's where Jalen and them come at him in that way. But yeah. like, let me read your high school stats. Right, 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 right. Because right, it's right, like right, you really right, don't right. know what. Yeah, as, as good as you think you do. Absolutely, that's the biggest yeah. concern. Carry yeah, on. Go ahead. I, I I tend to agree with that. Um, but for what it's worth, he's been around the game forever. But we know that he is hypercritical of LeBron. And it's fine. LeBron's in the NBA now. LeBron's getting paid millions of dollars. I mean, he's just become the highest paid player ever after signing an extension yesterday, two-year, 97-year extension yesterday. Nobody, I think, is like $532 million that he's earned Somebody said in that contracts. a 38-year-old can't sign a four-year contract on Twitter. I don't know. I, don't I think know. that's he said something like that's an that. actual rule in the NBA. Anyway, yeah, that's, that may, could be. I don't it, know about that, but but he did sign a huge fat <laughs> fat extension, <laughs> yeah. two year, ninety seven million dollar extension. Yeah. Um, but either way, it's like he's an adult, and this is the league that you cover. Most importantly, now if you were a regular high school analyst and you did that, although I wouldn't agree with that stance, I would be kind of okay with it because I know this is what you do is talk about high school basketball. Skip Bayless never talks about anything regarding high school on his platform, but you decided to do so once Bronny became the topic of conversation. Dude, when Skip was in high when Skip was in never mind. <laughs> hey, you you use Bronny, which is why nobody agrees with the fact that you're out here criticizing high school Bronny, LeBron's son, and it supports what we already knew in regards to how you really feel about LeBron James. And to me, it's deeper than basketball, and it always has been deeper than basketball. And now that you're attacking and criticizing his family that's playing in a sport that you don't even cover, playing at a level that you don't even cover, but you're going out of your way to go and criticize his family now you're showing your true colors in regards to who you truly are as a person rather than this just being all about entertainment. You well, can take entertainment a little bit too far. This In this instance, he very much so did. This ain't about entertainment. This is something personal that he has against LeBron James, and no way I'm going to support that. I mean, I don't know. It's tough because... I I agree with what you said. You definitely don't talk about kids like that. Bro. No, like, what are you doing? No, that's nuts. He's a kid. You know, at least <laughs> wait until you know he gets into college or something. Then you can be like, all right, now let me start dumping on him. Because if it was that way, at least you, wait till at least wait till he's eighteen. Yeah, you know sounds, what I'm saying? Like wait wait till he's though. at least legally honest, though, an adult. I mean, I don't know. That sounds. I, Wait till he's a legal adult. I'll tell you this though: if 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 even though I don't the, agree with it either all, way, if all of those parameters were met, and and 
this is just I still don't agree it with it. It feels like it would be funny to be like, well, look at the super villain setup that he's going. I know LeBron's about to be out of the game, so I can't cover him anymore. So I'm gonna set up the the next, you know, sequel to the Batman movie by now I'm coming after your kid when he gets in the league. Yeah. It would be funny. I mean, Brian Windhorse is probably essentially, if not already, doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? He's his career is, is inextricably bound to LeBron James. He hitched his yeah. wagon to LeBron James, as did Skip. Yeah, and so, like, from a sure. villain standpoint, it's I mean, I hate to admit it's kind of funny to me that I'm like, damn, this guy really just was like, he tweeted, he just said, I, I'm gonna type all of those yeah. words up and I'm gonna hit send. And it's like, you know, everyone's why it's like it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It, because because I can see where that's something that could really get you slapped exactly. up. Exactly. And it's and like Man, what are you doing, bro? That's the you point. could really get slapped up on first take for real if LeBron ever agreed to do an interview with you, like in your arena or, or whatever. Yeah. It w- I mean, you could easily get, you know what I'm saying? But that's beside the point. That's yeah. beside the point. That, it's like, very, just very leave so. the kid alone. But see, that it, it is beside the point, but, th- but it's not beside the point because when you start to connect that to actual social issues that we have out here, like if somebody slapped the shit out of, piss, out of, out of Skip Bayless because of what he did, if LeBron, let's say, or anybody's parent <laughs> decided to do that yeah, I mean, because of him attacking their kid in that way, I personally don't have a problem, no problem with, it, with it. But who's going to be the real villain? Yeah, I feel you. No, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Who's going to end up being saying. the real villain? It ain't going to be Skip Bayless. I mean, really, It's going to be the black parent I, that slaps the shit out of Skip Bayless, that ends up getting a, a lawsuit against him, ends up having to do time in jail, ends up pushing, putting themselves I, in a position where they're the ones that look criminal and, and LeBron in this instance. He, of course not, but, so, I'm saying, but I'm saying that I'm so, speaking to just general rule general not law because it ain't the law clearly but i'm speaking of just like general like street code i'm 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 speaking to code now at this point speaking to street code street code tells me that lebron james has every right to do whatever he wants to skip bayless right now that's what i'm saying we know it's not going to happen because lebron has more to lose than skip bayless has to lose but if he did it he has every right to do it from a street code standpoint but what comes along to the person that actually acts on it? That's not LeBron James. That's Bobby know, from listen, down that, the way, Pookie I mean, that, from down the I way. But that's all conjecture. That's all. That's 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 not even gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I do think LeBron it, should say something. It's not gonna happen, but it's like, a, bro, you gotta say it's, something. It's it's not gonna happen, but it sets a bad precedent. Is, is what I'm saying. Man. He he has to say something. I don't think it's gonna happen. I agree that it doesn't happen, does. but I think it needs to be acknowledged that. I think he this might, is. Well, this actually, is. You know what, I, I think I it needs to be acknowledged be that this is a, right a bad precedent I, to be set. Maybe he did say something. Maybe, I don't know. But but what I'm saying is, and, and that's more. You, so you saying that he has to say something, needs to say something. But that's I agree. Me. Yeah, I, but, I think. But why not? Again, Dunk whether on. he says something or he doesn't say something, Skip Bayless is still a very prominent sports commentator that's pulling a move that's just not cool, and his influence can set a precedent for somebody. We see it happen in every other industry as well. Influence of people. We, we talked about it last week when you were talking about, you know, how we were talking about politics and how it's basically become like just drama more so than like actual politics. And right. I'm like, yeah, I agree with you from that standpoint, but this drama is a reality now. It's become a reality. I feel you. And that side of it has to be acknowledged as well. And I think the same goes here for mm. somebody with the influence of Skip Bayless, him trying to do this for the sake of entertainment or for the sake of entertaining and ruffling up and shaking up Twitter, well, that's reality now. That's become reality now, and that precedent is one that we must push against because for somebody else, they could try it and you it can't could go just get complete up on opposite way. Stuff you like can't that. just do that. You can't just do that, and, and we can't not push back on that because it really can go to a place that none of us wanted to go. And again, the villain would end up being probably not Skip Bayless. It wouldn't look like Skip, probably. It wouldn't look like Skip, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I mean, wouldn't look like Skip, yeah, wouldn't be able to identify with Skip, so on uh, and so forth. I'll tell you what, though. And I, I, I got to speak to that. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, if Skip does plan on covering uh, Bronny James when he's in the league, 
He's going to have to talk about him a lot because that kid looks pretty nice, the man. Are good, <laughs> and, yeah. and Both of them look good, but Brownie's looking – yeah, yeah, Brownie yeah, looks yeah. ferocious. Yeah, dude. yeah. Brownie – He looks yeah. ferocious. Like, yeah. Bryce has got that smoothed out game, but yeah. Brownie is a Yeah, he's a got bullet. bigger. He's yeah, a bullet he's a train. bullet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Barrels in yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, he's I nice. I, I like him. I agree. Somebody said that. He plays with that edge, and it's like I've never seen – I've only seen moments or spurts of LeBron James truly playing like that. I, I, you know, maybe in his younger years, he played a little bit more like that. But, I mean, Bronny looks like that's just going to be in him for the whole time. So that's cool to, that's cool to think about. Yeah. I just want basketball. I mean, football starting. I want basketball to start, though, man. That's really all I'm interested in. Oh, it's all about to be hoops. lit, man. It's a good time. It's a good time of the year, man. I'm not mad about it. I'm looking forward to basketball I, schedule. I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been hitting up some open mics here and there. So, you know, I'm trying okay. to get in. I actually been hooping a little bit. I've been going. I've played a lot of disc golf. Yeah, I've been going and hooping a little to, bit, man. I'm trying to hoop, though, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yo, I invited you. Yo, speaking of which, um, we got to get to the game on the 13th. Did you see I texted you that? No, what game? February 13th, Blazers versus Lakers. We got to be there, dude. If, because if, if I don't have a game, what day of the week is it? I don't know, man. You know, I'm not Rain yeah, Man. Jeez, I mean, dude. Mean, you'd want to February 13th. Like, it's fucking August whatever right now. I don't care about the February 13th game. We'll talk about the February 13th game in February, man. Like, 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 like come on, man. Like, I don't do like, – didn't uh, I just so say I don't even care about sports a couple weeks ago? <laughs> And you already telling me about the game yeah, on man. February hey, 13th? I have a problem, bro. I have a a problem, man. It's a legitimate sickness. Oh, man. Nah, yeah, I don't care about anyway. the February 13th. Well, <laughs> I might have a game on February 13th. How about that? Y'all come to that game. <laughs> How about that? Right, Everybody that planned on going to that. If I got a game February 13th, y'all come to my game instead of going to that. <laughs> now, I'm going to be in the building. I'm going to be there. I'll tell you that much right now. Definitely. I want to see, see LeBron beat Kareem. I want to see that. I want to see that happen. I want to be in the building I want to be able to say I've been. I I will say I will say for what it's, for what it's worth, you know I, I I rock with the Dubs. Kobe is my favorite player ever. I hate that people hardly ever even talk about him when we're having the the Brown and MJ comparisons. I feel like Kobe's name isn't brought up enough, and I hate mm. the fact that he's not here to defend himself in that regard too. But I gotta say, the times that I've seen LeBron James live. I've gotten to see some very special moments. Um, I saw LeBron live against Golden State when he was on the Heat, when he hit the uh, step-back three-pointer game winner over Iguodala. I remember that. And that was kind of the first time that he LeBron, that his little... celebration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the first one. That's like the monumental moment for that celebration that we've seen time and again ever since because it's LeBron for crying out loud. But I was in the building for that. Like I saw him do that. And then when I just went down – and uh and, and went and saw him play against the Warriors in LA down at Crypto in March. I watched him go for 56. Damn. So I will say, like, See, I, the moments that I've had watching LeBron James in person have been like some of the most like pivotal, like highest moments of his career, which is obviously a very decorated one. Like I've been able to see some of the most memorable him, moments though. of his very decorated career. So for what it's worth. When we talk about how box office LeBron James is, even when I think about the conversation you and Part T were having on his podcast and you were like comparing what everybody else does in to comparison LeBron to James LeBron has. to what and who he is he and what he is. has the leverage to do yeah. that they just don't have the leverage to do. Right. And they're getting ready to probably learn that by way of lockout at some point in the you near future. It. Like I can say, like, there's nothing that I can speak against that leverage in who LeBron James is and how box office he is and how much he means to that league because the couple of times that I've gotten to see LeBron James in person, I've seen him have some of the biggest moments in, like, NBA history, especially in, in, in as far as his career is concerned, which, again, is arguably the most decorated career ever. I've seen some of the, like, highest moments of that very decorated career. So... I'm an advocate for anybody wanna... wanting to go see LeBron James on I've, any given night, I've especially as he's getting older, and we don't know when yeah. it, we'll be able to yeah. see the last of I LeBron know, James. Man. That's what I was just about to go say. Go see like, him. I'm an advocate. Go yeah, see him. Because the be two times the I've seen him have been I gotta crazy. See him. I got to see him. And, it, and they had this little graphic up that was saying they were tracking like the closest cluster of games that he could break the record. And that 13th game is 
kind of right in the mix there yeah, for him to potentially yeah, yeah, break yeah, that yeah, right. Yeah, and if he did yeah, that yeah. in Portland, he always goes bonkers in Portland. Yeah, yeah, he I think, does. He, I, think, I think he might actually have like a career average highest against – maybe that was Kobe. One of those two yeah, has yeah, a yeah. career highest against Portland. Wow. Like they always score yeah. the most points in Portland. In Portland, wow. Like, interesting. It makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see the, for sure. For but, man, sure, I, right. you know what I'm saying? Like – yeah, exactly. yeah, we we talked about it, but yeah, LeBron James is just a different animal. Like when yeah. he when he retires, it's gonna feel like a death, or like people. There's yeah, gonna be mourning. You're gonna be mourning his yeah, career. For sure. You know for what sure, I mean? It's sure. like wow, we're really not That's gonna why, watch yeah. this guy anymore. Yeah, I can't tell people not to go see LeBron or that he's not worth watching because I've seen two very electric moments in both of my experiences mm. seeing LeBron James in person. So I'm a huge advocate. If you've never seen him play in person before, whether you're a fan of his or not. Go see him. <laughs> it's worth it. And we don't know how much longer we have of him being in the NBA and wearing a basketball uniform. So make it count because it counts. It's worth it. Hey, I got to admit that part. Um, I think that's all I got for this week, man. Senator Wyden, again, thank you for joining us here on the Wake Up and Win podcast. Um, I'll probably do a little bit of a write-up on the interview that we had today and publishing in Straight Roots as well. So. Say that. Huge thanks to Senator Wyden for joining us. Uh, again, I appreciate, you know, his support in the position that he's in for that of Brittany Griner. And uh, free BG. Free BG. On that note, we're going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go win. win.